All right, welcome everybody. BC here. Another episode of Supreme Being. We do two weekly episodes. And again, I announced it pretty recently, but I got some really special guests coming. So I hope you guys are ready, especially for the people in my audience who um, appreciate when I bring guests from different walks of life and who do things completely opposite of what I do. Because uh, I know you guys really enjoy those interviews and those talks. So first and foremost, podcast is sponsored by my real estate team, which is now not only a, a local team here in Southern California that can assist you, but also we are nationwide now in six states. And I'm currently working on two, possibly three more before the end of 2020. So if you guys need anything real estate wise, you can contact me uh, directly or go to teambcsold.com. Also, huge shout out to my coaching program and members and my tribe, Modern Success. If you guys are looking for more support from me, more access, like one-on-one -on -one access to me, um, you want coaching, help, big vault with a bunch of other stuff that I've taught that I've never released ever on any other platforms, you can go to the link in my bio or go to briancasala.com, right? So getting into today's podcast, uh, there's a couple points that I wanted to cover today. I made a list right? You know, normally I do this stuff off the cuff. And as I was preparing to do this podcast, I thought, you know what, let me um, pick some things that I can say as a professional, right? Me being in, in, in the business world of real estate, I see that in general, us with other people in this profession, meaning the professional to the customer or consumer. A lot of us, sometimes we have gripes about them, right? Oh, this person did this or all oh, these, like, if you're a real estate agent, you know what I'm saying? Oh, buyers are liars. Oh, sellers are always a pain in the ass, right? We have, um, we have some sort of complaint, right? Or, or gripe about the opposite side. So I've always told people, right? What we see in others, we normally will have in our, it's a reflection of ourselves, right? We normally have some residue of it. If it, if it bothers us, right? If it bothers us to that degree, to that same degree, I would say, look at yourself, something's there. So I wrote down things that I want people to focus on for this next week, maybe, or until the next episode in two days for how to, you know, sharpen the sword a little bit, but also realize that, you know, these things that you point out in other people, there's going to be areas in your life as we go through them that you exhibit the same quality. So for you to maybe get upset at somebody else for displaying that same quality makes it quite hypocritical, really. And we need to take responsibility for that, right? And this is another great example of I always tell people. You know, this, this journey, this change starts from within, right? We always have to work on ourselves. A lot of people want to point the finger, right? And be the victim or, oh, well, this, if this person had done that, it would have worked out for me. That storyline never fucking works. You never hear a winner speak like that. That's loser talk, right? That's negative talk. That's for somebody who's the victim, okay? Who isn't the creator, who isn't cause, their only effect. They have no control over their own universe, they think that everything just happens and they can't do anything about it, which is bullshit. But if you believe it, that's going to be your reality. So you hold the key to the universe if, if you want to express it that way. So I want to cover five things. All right. First one is this being decisive. How many of us as individuals will complain? Oh man, the client didn't sign. Oh, they said they wanted to think about it. Oh, they're going to talk to their wife. Okay. We'll get so upset about that. Yet these same people that I see complaining about that when I take them out to eat as like a friend or we're, we're out eating, it'll take them fucking 30 minutes to pick something off the menu to eat. I'm like, dude, you complain about the customers being decisive. You can't even choose what the fuck you want to drink, bro. Give me a break. So the same thing that you see in somebody else that irks you to that, you know, to, to the core, you don't even display that ability in your life. So how can you really get on them? 
Really, right? And I see this all the time. So we, we do see that dynamic. Now, the reason that we see that in the customers is because people in general are very indecisive. Okay, we're brought up with conditioning. Um, we really uh, struggle to make basic, basic decisions. I remember being, uh, even as a kid, like you want to get a toy and you get asked 20 times, hey, are you sure you want that? Are you sure? Are you sure? And you get asked, are you sure? To the point where you start doubting yourself and saying, wait, am I? And, and that's a trick. That's a trick, by the way. You know what? Somebody start doubting themselves, ask them, are you sure? Like 20 times. You, you want to trick a customer into not signing with you? Ask them, are you sure? Like five times and watch how quickly they start second guessing themselves, right? So this, this pattern of being indecisive it has already been programmed to people like crazy, like crazy. So now for us to identify that in a customer and then complain about it is hypocritical. And we have to stop it. So I, I would take a look. If you're somebody who maybe will hear this and say, damn, yeah, I'm kind of indecisive. Go look at the smallest things. Normally, we think of this in the context of big decisions. No, 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 no. You need to look at the minute decisions that you make on a daily basis, the small ones, and see from the moment you wake up until you go to sleep, how many decisions are we making? How many decisions are we making? And how many of those small little things are we taking too long to decide? Like the example I give you in the restaurant, I'll order for somebody if they take too long. I can't stand when people take forever, right? I can't stand that, right? And then I tell them, look, where else does this show up in your life? So if it shows up there, it's going to show up somewhere else, but we have to identify it first and say, okay, I am a little bit indecisive. I've been wired the wrong way. Now, for me, it came a little easier because through sports, I had to make super fast decisions all the time, plus leading the team and all that. So I had an advantage in that sense of kind of my background. But when I got into, you know, the business world and real estate, it didn't come 100% naturally, I still had to work on it. So look at what you're doing. Are you struggling to choose, you know, what you want to eat when you go out or if you go somewhere? You know, maybe you're stuck between two brands of something at the market and it's taking you five minutes to figure it out. Dude, come on, like make a decision because I would rather you make a decision and then fix it. If you make a mistake, then sit there and dwell and dwell and dwell and dwell and dwell on a decision and not make it. You know why? Because other opportunities are flying by that you don't have access to yet because you're still stuck on that one decision. All the high achievers that I've met and that I've emulated after and that I've learned from all always told me unanimously, make decisions quick. It's okay to make mistakes. You're going to make them. All right, that's number one. Number two is this. We have this warped perception on value. And in general, it seems like people always want to, in every situation, no matter what, the default, and this is where it's a problem. They want to go for something cheaper, right? It's like the default. Now, the reason I say that's wrong if it's the default, because we, we, we must be able to have a choice. Okay. Now, if I, by default, have to get something cheaper because I don't have the money, then in that moment, I say, okay, my goal and commitment from now on is to be in such a good position financially that I have that choice and that option, and I'm going to do whatever the fuck it takes to get there. Okay. 
And one, one of the things that I had to do in that process, because I'd been so wired to always look for the cheaper option, I had to get rid of that. So whenever I found uh, instances and examples and opportunities where I could maybe choose a pricier option, I would just to create a new habit and break the old one. So I could see this thing the right way. How many of us didn't have the opportunity of learning about money and some of these decision-making processes from somebody who had money? No, none of us did. I didn't. I'm sure you didn't either. We only got advice from the people who were broke or miserable or who were never at a level of mastery with money so that we could at least get both ends of the spectrum and say, okay, I can make my own decision, but I've heard both sides. I've heard the, I have a lot of money person. And then I've heard that I don't have a lot of money person. Let me come to my own conclusion now. No, we all got advice from people who were on the lower end of the financial scale, maybe didn't have the best habits, right? Didn't have all the knowledge. We're very limited. We're by default, always looking for the cheaper thing. They didn't even consider something more expensive and it was just automatic. And that's what I want to rid here is that just automatic where there's no option, right? Where it becomes like a program now that you can't override. You see, that's mental slavery right there. We have more power over our mind and our thought process and we can change it. So even an example, like when I first started going to events, I would purposely pay a couple extra bucks to valet my car just to get used to it. I was like, dude, all the hotshots here valet their car. You know, I'm not going to be a millionaire self-parking all the time. Well, I can, but if I do that by choice because I want to walk or I'm just making the choice, cool. But I don't want to be the person who has to self-park because I can't afford the extra one or two dollars to valet. Right? I may be that today, but I'm giving my word that a year from now, I'm not going to be in that position and I will fight for that. Cool. Perfect. So how does this show up with customers? How many of us will complain when the first question out of a customer's mouth is how much do you charge? How much does it cost? Or when you go meet with them and you do all this stuff and they keep grilling you about the commission and you're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, that's all you're focused on. Give me a break. That's what you're thinking. Right. But that same behavior, that same behavior we see president and the customer now, yet we do that back at home by ourselves with our family or with our friends. Isn't it a trip? Isn't it a trip? So where in our lives are we by default just making these decisions and not even aware of it? Take a look. Many of you, I guarantee you, the next time you go to the market now, after listening to this, you're going to go to grab something and stop and be like, damn, I've been grabbing the same brand blank peanut butter for so many years. I haven't even looked at what else I want. Then you're going to look and find another one that you want to buy. And then you'll realize and be like, damn, I've been walking by here for years and I just keep grabbing this one. I've never even looked at the other ones. They haven't even existed, even though they're there. And you're probably going to start laughing. <laughs> right? So we, we find the same thing present the same situation, the same concept present in the other person. And I'm always going to relate it like this in the podcast, because then this is going to start making more sense to you. So now if you're somebody who by default is making those decisions, you can't be mad at the customer now who's just looking for the cheapest option because that's the way their mind is. But see, when you have that understanding now, the next conversation you have with somebody, you're not going to take it personal. You're not going to get emotional. You're not going to get offended. And you're going to be a lot sharper in the conversation. You know why? Because you have an understanding of where that thought process is coming from. That's key. Number three, attitude. 
attitude. How many of us get super pissed when we call somebody, we go door to door and meet with somebody and we feel like their attitude is off. Yet, if I was to look at that same person in their day-to-day -day life, their attitude is absolute garbage most of the time. That's the one thing I guarantee you there's people on the live right now that know me personally and ask them, when's the last time I flat out just had a bad attitude? They'll tell you never or 20 years ago when they knew me when I was a kid. I will never let outside circumstances poison my attitude as a person. I can hold myself to that standard and so can you. So now when I go meet with a customer who even has a poor attitude, you know what I think? My attitude is so fucking good and contagious, it's gonna lift their attitude. Even if it's only a little bit, I will help them. You see, that's different versus, oh, this person has a shit attitude. My attitude is so good, their bad attitude doesn't even fucking affect me. So the question now becomes for the, 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 the user or listener at the end of this, what are we doing? Are we even paying attention to our attitude and the fluctuations that you may not even be aware of it? What triggers a, a change in your attitude? That's where you need to look. You know, if there's a certain person that always fucks with your attitude, number one, why are you around them? And number two, if you have to be around them, why are you letting them fuck with your vibe? You're allowing that. Are we so out of touch with ourselves and so out of control over our own attitude and emotional state? All it takes is somebody we don't like or that one person to get in the room or talk to us for us to be completely thrown off. How powerful of an individual are you if that happens? Well, not very powerful at all. You would be an easy target and you can be easily, easily manipulated because you get in your emotions quick. It's that simple. Why do you think the, the media worldwide has people by the balls? Because all it takes is one video, one word, one thing, and boom, they fucking blow up. And it fucks with their attitude. So now the next time you're talking to a customer and their attitude seems off, or you say one and their attitude fucking completely changes, now you know why. Now you have more understanding. But it starts with you. How can we expect people to be more decisive, not be so cheap or have a good attitude if we ourselves don't display it in our own lives. You see, that's infinitely more important as a teaching than anything else I probably taught in real estate. Why? Because this is senior to that. We're going to walk around wanting the cheapest shit, not being decisive, having a piss poor attitude and some of these other things that I'm going to go over. Yet we expect the customer to display the exact opposite qualities of that. That doesn't make any fucking sense. That's again, hypocritical to the max. Yet we have people in our industry of real estate and, and every profession breaking these rules. And then they're sitting there scratching their head at night saying, why am I not getting results? Well, it's this. You got to practice what you preach and what your expectations are. How could I expect good out of somebody else when I'm not being good or, or giving good? It doesn't make any sense, right? And it's a lot of these underlying principles that, you know, I get questions like, how do you, uh, you know, put off or, you know, ignore or overcome other people's criticism judgments. You know why? Because the people who don't exhibit these are judging me. I could give a fuck what their opinion is. If they can't hold themselves to the standard that I'm holding myself at, at, why would I even take what they say seriously, number one, or two, even give them the time of day to affect me emotionally and change my attitude if they don't even display those fucking qualities in their life? That would be idiotic for me to do that. That would be dumb.
attitude. Number four, ooh, this is a big one, punctuality. God damn. I can't stand people who are always fucking late. It boils my fucking blood. Yet someone else is late and they bitch at them. It's like, dude, you're the one that's always late. And you yelled at that person for being 10 seconds late. You're 20 minutes late every day. How many of us will get mad at clients, no show or show up late? Yet you can't even get your ass out of bed on time. I'm going to wake up at six and you roll out of bed at six fucking 45. I'll be at the gym at eight. You get there at 830. I'll be at the office at eight to make calls. You show up at 845 or nine with your Starbucks. Oh, sorry. The line was long at Starbucks. Fuck Starbucks. Get your ass to the office. Oh, I'll meet you at one. You're calling the client at 1255. Hey, I'm just letting you know I'm going to be late. There's a lot of traffic. Traffic's not an excuse. You know there's going to be traffic. Plan ahead. Get there early. We can't even keep our own word to what we're going to do in regards to punctuality. Again, yet we expect the customer to respect our time if we don't even respect our own time. Does that make any sense? Of course not. But everybody wants to hide and not tell anybody, but play the part. Hey, I'm cool. I'm always punctual. have a good attitude, right? I'm decisive. And you're not. Then when the customer doesn't display those qualities, you're sitting there scratching your head. Again, it's a trip, isn't it? You see, and, and a lot of these things that, that I'm showing you guys, it's not like certain people are going to be better or you have an advantage. This is all stuff that's under your control and we still have one more to cover. This is how you up your game. Many of you, oh, how, how can I be different? This, you think everybody's doing this. They're not. They're not. Just like, oh, well, you know, you recommended cold calling and door knocking for realtors years ago. Would you still recommend it now? Yes, people don't do it. Hi, people who have been following me for three, four years who still don't fucking do it. That are preparing to one day do it. You think you have to do all this extra shit to be stand out and be powerful and successful? No, do the fucking basics, man. At a high level, that's it. You know, I see all these trends happening all the time, right? Like now it's all about the elections and this and that. Last week, it was about fucking spirituality and this. Next week, it's going to be something else. And they think, oh, well, we need to do this to be different. No, the tried and true basic material, always, always master that shit and focus on that while everybody else gets caught up in all these different trends and they get pulled 20 different ways. They're not going to get anywhere. Last one. And this one is key. This one is number one. You ready? Drum roll, right? Keep your word. Man, keep your word. You know, we're at a point now where the average person, their own mind, when they say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to do blank. Their own mind says, yeah, right, dude. You ain't going to do shit. Right? I was there in the past where my word didn't mean anything. It had no weight. Now my word has its weight in gold for sure. But before, yeah, not that good. I would fool myself. Many people have. So again, we get mad when customers don't keep their word, lie to us. Maybe you're a little bit dishonest with us, right? Maybe they don't, um, they don't mean what they say. They don't take what you say seriously. Well, if you don't keep your word with yourself and your word doesn't mean anything and it has no weight in your own life, how can you expect it to have any weight in someone else's life? It's the same principle. 
And again, I mean this outside. I mean, this is everywhere. You could be great at business and keep your word with your clients. But if you don't keep your word with yourself, you still ain't shit. The first front, the first battle is you with you. And that has to be one. If that cannot be one, forget everything else. I'm talking everything. You tell somebody you're going to be there tomorrow at five, you're there. You say you're going to wake up at six, you do it. You say you're going to make 100 calls, you make 110. What you say is law. That's a contract that can't be broken. Please. The world would be completely different if at the individual level, everybody abiding uh, by this. We know that. No one's perfect. But imagine if everybody strived for this. This was like a, this was encoded in, in, into our, our educational system. Our, you know, every business taught this how different things would be, all these things, but in particular, this last one, keep your word. Don't say shit. If you ain't going to do it, it's okay to say no, or I'll pass. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I choose not to do that. But if you're going to say, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll help. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll make that call. Yes, I'll knock on that door. Yes, I will help you with that. Then do it. Then do it. Yes. How many people? Yes, I'm going to commit to making videos online. Then do them. Because all you're doing is, is stripping away your own power when you say you're going to do something and you don't fucking do it. And by the way, any excuse you come up with is not valid at all. At all. I don't want to hear it. Oh, well, things came up. Oh, I didn't feel like it. Not excuses, man. Not valid. Sorry. Decisiveness, not defaulting to the cheapest option. Proper attitude, punctuality, being on time, and keeping your word. Five things that I thought of that I focus on all the time that I see 95% of people can't even get two out of those five. And in some cases, not even one. And, and then when I get questions or see struggles, I'm like, dude, forget everything else. I hand them a slip with those five little you know, phrases and words and say, focus on this and watch how everything will change. Everything. Focus on that and display it in your own life with your daily activities and rituals. And a month or two from now, you're going to call me and say, dude, things are way different. Things are looking good. You know, I'm making more money. I'm more fulfilled. I'm happier. I'm more enthusiastic. Wow. Wow. All right. We'll end it here. Appreciate everybody listening. Supreme Being, we are every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Again, if you guys need anything real estate, you can reach out to me or reach out to my team at teambcsoul.com. If you guys are looking to join eXp Realty and you're in the real estate world, partner with teambc.com. Good link. Watch the video, schedule a call with us if you're interested. And lastly, if you guys are looking for more support from me, more attention, one-on-one -on -one stuff, uh, definitely get on Modern Success. The link is in my bio or you can go to briancasella.com. That's where you can check out all my other stuff and products and all that fun stuff too. All right, that's it for this one. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.